you know, hashtags can only go so far, but I'm not, I'm not really going to go on Instagram to look for, for a service, right? If you put yourself in, in the shoes of your customer. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I'm grateful to have Lucene Patsuria. She's the owner and founder of Clio Digital, a digital marketing agency. Welcome to the show, Lucene. Hello. Thank you for having me, Mark. So, Lucene, tell me, what does Clio Digital do? So, Clio Digital is a marketing agency for small businesses or, uh, you know, larger agencies as well. And we hire women from developing nations. So, we work with um, mainly small businesses and we help them with anything from websites to social media, email marketing, advertising, uh, you know, in the name it says digital, but we also do some print work as well. Um, I, uh, I really love working with small businesses, consulting them on marketing. I've been in this industry for going on 17, 18 years now. And I was uh, really passionate about empowering women. So I thought, why not marry the two ideas together? helps small businesses but at the same time give job opportunities to women that are struggling to find work in developing nations the women i'm hiring are you know ui ux designers digital designers developers marketing experts so they're not so much you know personal assistants uh, i don't know if you've worked with a agency before but you know it's very much there's a process to it, right? We do research, we come up with a timeline for your project and we deliver on those. And then we also review the metrics, you know, how successful were our efforts? Are you getting the return that you were expecting and so on? But it's like a, it's it's basically all the benefits you would get working with a larger traditional agency, but on a smaller scale. So you're aggregating a bunch of different people doing various things and bringing them back together to deliver a nice, crisp package to the small business? Exactly, exactly. Typically, a small business will, you know, hire a freelancer that does this one, uh, has this one level of expertise, or they can do like 20 different things, but it's not necessarily their, one of them might be the specialty, but they're like, yeah, I can do this for you too, for, you know really cheap or whatever it is. But what's special about Clio is I have that experience. I've worked with some of the largest brands you can think of exactly uh, doing that process in the agency and bringing that project to life, everything, everything from ideation to execution, right? And for, for us, we identify who those experts are and we make it cost effective for the, for the small business. And we bring that level, that quality to the small business that, you know, in a larger agent, you would get at a larger agency, but for a much more cost effective price, right? That they can afford. So give me an example of somebody who comes to Clio and says, I need help with blank. Absolutely. So a lot of times, actually, what some the most popular the most popular request I get is, oh, can you do social media? I want to do social media, right? They see social media; it's like the sexiest thing. They're they're always on Instagram or or whatnot. 
And I have to ask them, I stop and I ask them, what's the end goal? What's your, you know, what, what's your industry? Is your audience actually on Instagram? You might have better luck, you know, putting up a Google ad as on Google search, because you want to be capturing the folks that are actually looking for your service rather than trying to get someone to be even aware that you exist, right? So if you have X amount of money to spend, would you rather put it towards getting someone to even acknowledge your existence? Or would you rather try to capture someone that knows there there are you know, services or companies out there that do X, Y, and Z, but hasn't found them yet. So that's a typical request we get. And that's how I, I, I approach it. A lot of times we'll look at um, a website, for example, right? Um, a lot of uh, small businesses will come to me for website requests. And we we have to kind of start from, well, do you need a, a brand refresh? Let's look at your logo. Is it up to date? Is it portraying, you know, what you do as a business? Even um, something as simple as, you know, when you're thinking about a new business, for example, how are we going to come up with a tagline? Well, if what you do is implied in your name, then you can make your tagline whatever you want, right? Versus um, if, if it's not so easily understood what your company does, you might want to put it in your tagline. We specialize in this. So we do everything. I, I like to start from branding if, if we need to, because oftentimes when we do go into the website design and build, if, if the branding kit isn't set, if we don't know from that perspective, it makes the job a lot harder. And, and even, you know, brands, companies like Clio, we've gone through rebrands. It's often expected at a, maybe like a five, four or five year marks. Uh, it's healthy to, to rebrand. Uh, you want to be uh, up to date with the current trends and styles, colors, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a normal practice. It's that maintenance of your, of your uh, brand. So how do you dig into the branding? That seems very challenging and very personal and very ooh, process oriented. Like how do, how does that how does that work? Oh yeah, it's a fun one. It's a, it is definitely a process. Um one of the things, you know, we start with is you know, we will give you a creative brief. We do this kickoff and, you know, we, we get to ask you questions, uh, dive a little deeper in what you're trying to portray with your brand. Who are your competitors? What are some of the websites you do like? What are some of the styles you do like? You know, what's the, you know, tone of voice, cut, you know, we should be using? What um, what style are you looking to to uh, portray? Is it you know a modern, simple look and feel? Is it going to be more data heavy? Um, so we ask those questions to get to know your business a little bit more. The next thing we do is we call it an audit. So we'll look at your top two competitors, and we we score 
we score how your competitors, you know, brand is on their website and their social, um, you know, what are, what's your competition uh, look like? So we know where we're, uh, what we're scoring against. And then from there, we, we typically start with the logo. So we'll give you up to 10 variations. We give you another couple of rounds to drill down the styles you like. This is one of the, the most fun projects we like we work on for, for both the client and for, uh, for my team. We have a lot of fun with it. You know, we, you can, you get to mix and match, you know, I like option A's colors and fonts, but I want to mix it with option um, sixes, um, you know, shapes or whatnot. And then, um, you know, if, if it's, if it's, you know, we can even scratch it and start, uh, start new. If, if it's not hitting the mark, but typically it is because we've already done enough research and, and know, um, you know, what direction you're going into. So that doesn't have that real, that does rarely happen. Um, so then we come up with the, once we've finalized the, the logo, right, we, we understand what colors are going to be your main colors and some accent colors that will work well. Um, we, we create a brand toolkit for you. So we'll, we'll tell you exactly what colors, uh, are used, you know, the hex values, how the placements should work with your logos, uh, which logo we, we give you variations of the logo, right? You're going to have a dark logo or uh, overlaying it on light backgrounds. You're gonna have the, the light version, the, the white monochrome version, the monochrome versions, which is the white and black version besides the colorful one uh, over the dark backgrounds and so on. So we'll, we'll show you exactly how that's supposed to be placed and used in the brand toolkit, as well as the, the fonts that are included, which fonts you wanna be using. And typically, um, with the with a package most most of our clients uh when they're getting the package they get the uh we give a business card design as well as a letterhead design so um that also those pieces also go through the same kind of here's some variations of it that you might want to choose from you get two rounds to to edit it's a it's a really fun process it's a it's a way for the client to to really be engaged in this you know creative process that they've never most often they've never really been engaged in as much do you find that people engage or is there times where people are like i don't know just pick it for me oh yeah they have fun with it i've never had a client that was like uh whatever you want because yeah. it's very personal for them right they're like, they get they get to have fun with it it's it's their new it's a new look it's a, it's a makeover for their for their brand and it's personal yeah so you do a rebranding. So do you do you find that your clients come from a certain industry or is it all over the place? It's typically all over the place. Um, we do uh, work with wellness. We work with, you know, other consultants that, um, you know, work with nonprofits or they do consulting for uh, corporations. Uh, we uh, we even work with other agencies who outsource work to us, and and that's actually a whole nother um, a whole nother piece of it too. We work with them a little bit differently than we do with the with our regular small businesses, and then um, 
Yeah. And yeah, it was mostly consultants, uh, other consultants in, you know, whether it's environmental consulting, um, whether it's nonprofit, like I said, wellness, uh, you name it. Um, I've worked a lot. And how do you find these companies? How do they find you? Like, Mostly it's referral. Yeah. I've been working with um, referrals since I've started. It's been really great. Our retention rate is really high. We have really low churn. Um, even, you know, oftentimes, you know, you can work with us on a retainer basis or you can work with us uh, by project. And every single project we've done, we've had um, clients that return to us. And how do you know that? it's been successful like how do you oh, measure that well we see the we see the click-through rates we see you know when we're setting up someone's website we're monitor we we typically monitor um how many people are actually contacting the website so we can see what's coming through we do these um quarterly and annually reviews with our clients so we can um show them the success through the metrics um you know if it's your email programs, we see your e opens click rates, same thing with social, how many are gauging, we review all of those metrics. A lot of times with small businesses, it's a lot of um, educating them on what those metrics are as well. But for for me personally, the, the, the best success is when I hear my clients say, we're growing, we're getting new businesses, right? New clients. And to me, that just it melts my heart. I'm like, yes, it makes me really happy. It's like what we're doing is working because their success is, is our success. I love when they're, when they're telling me they're getting new clients because of um, the efforts we put in because of, you know, we put in these search ads for them and they've gotten um, XYZ calls or, um, you know, outreaches about them. So tell me more about that. So we talked a little bit about branding, right? So that's step one. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other services that that um, Clio provides? Like, wh what would you do to help somebody build their business? So, so let's say you have a, a solid website, right? You have yep. your branding and your website solid. I would say, you know, you can do these things simultaneously. Typically, it's it's nice to have, you know, social media is fine. It's nice, but most often it's not really the the revenue driver for, for most, you know, most businesses, unless you're you're like um uh, you're actually selling products on um IG, right, for example. But um the number one recommendation I have is to do search ads on Google. You know, you can start with as low as one to 200 bucks a month. It's about getting your brand out there to people that you know are actually searching for your service. So let's say if I do, you know, um, social emotional learning, I'm a social emotional learning teacher um, or, or a yoga instructor in a specific area or, or whatnot, you know, Hashtags can only go so far, but I'm not I'm not really gonna go on Instagram to look for for a service, right? If you put yourself in in the shoes of your customer, are you gonna be Googling where can I find a social emotional learning teacher around me, a yoga teacher around me, or are you gonna go on Instagram? The answer is Google. You're gonna be Googling, you know, how to find it. And you know, with the search ads, the the reason why I like them is because it actually 
you know, you have your organic search, you can over time, if you build enough content on your website, and if you, um, if you're mentioned on other websites, that really increases your reputation for Google. So they're like, okay, we'll put you top, top of organically. But oftentimes, especially if you're just starting with your business, you want, you want to invest in the, um, in the search ads because that speeds it up, right? Put a little money in and you'll get to the very top with the, if you I'm sure you've seen this too. They have, you know, little where this is, it says add mark next to the search results, the very, very top ones before the organic ones. So when you see those, it's because that company put a search ad in because you put in a keyword and they're popping up. Got it. That is the, I would say the lowest hanging fruit and the, the best results for capturing new audience. So I have different tactics for, you know, different goals. If your goal is to acquire new customers, I would say invest in making sure, you know, you have that solid website and, and um, you know, because that's your storefront. People are coming to your website. They want to make sure it's clear what you do. You have your uh, key performance indicators. You have your testimonials on there. And then um, invest in some search ads. Now, if your goal is to engage your existing database, like let's say you're a salon and you have a solid list uh, of um, you know customers, but they're not engaging with you as much. Well, guess what the the best you know tactic for that would be: email and SMS. SMS is starting to become really popular. It's underused, I think. And you know, yes, you have social. Again, it's really you know the the really hot popular um, social social media. Uh, outlet but you can't guarantee that everyone's going to see what you posted right instead um i'd rather be in your inbox with a really catchy subject line to get you to open it even uh customized emails those are huge personalized emails to to even remind you you have an upcoming appointment or it's been a while since you've um you know had your um appointment at the salon or, or whatnot. I've always been told that, you know, social media is great for branding, but not truly for marketing. What do you Yeah, say? it's exactly. It's a great place to show your thought leadership. You know, if you have a lot of, um, cause people are going to check out your social media, but they're not necessarily gonna, they're, it's, it's an afterthought. I'm going to be on your website before I'm going to be on your social media oftentimes. So if I see that you're on, you know, another thing that you should always be aware of, I, I tell people, don't be fooled by the number of followers you see your competitors have or, or, or a brand. You might be on a brand social media and you see they have 30,000, 100,000 followers. But if you look at their posts and you see seven people liked a, a post, 10 people like the next post, that's an indicator that that's a purchase list to me of followers because it if it was an organically, you know, um, an organically grown list of followers, the number of likes per post should be a lot higher. Yeah, that makes sense. What are you seeing in the future of digital marketing? 
SMS. I think we're going to see a lot more SMS. Um, I know for Europe, it's been pretty popular uh, already for uh, quite a number of years. And I, and um, the States is, is, is catching up now. Um, a lot of retail brands are using SMS. Um, I think personalized and AI are, you know, a lot of the small businesses um, aren't thinking about this far ahead, but um, AI is going to, like, uh, actually augmented reality, I should say AR, augmented reality is going to be another huge one in uh, in marketing because, you know, and then you already see some brands doing this, right? You're on, like, Wayfair, and you're like, I want to see what this um, ottoman is going to look like in the living room. Um, so you can, it's really cool what, what you can do nowadays with, with that. Um, but if we're talking more, you know, simpler, attainable tactics, SMS is definitely one I would um, pay attention to. And that's because you have access to their cell phone numbers and a text is exactly they have in their hand every single day. Exactly. A lot of people are um, burnt out by email. Nowadays, I'm, I'm not going to check every every time a brand emails me, right? Um, I remember I used to tell people, you know, this was even 15 years ago, I'm like, I'm in email marketing. And they're like, ooh, you spam? And I'm like, oh, no, this is the reputation I have. But isn't that the reputation that people are going to have if you're hitting their text box too? It's like, whoa, whoa, that's a little bit... Uh, exactly. You have to do... There's, there's a fine art to it, right? You're going to have to... Um, you're gonna to have to know what the right balance is. It's a, it's it's a similar with with even email. Um, you don't want to overdo it. Uh, oftentimes, when it's more um, personalized, it's it's the best experience. Uh, for example, a lot of retailers, uh, a really good one. You know, to you can set up triggers. I would say automate as much as you possibly can. If you're um, selling a product retail, you know, if it's something that can be repurchased, you know. I think, especially gifts, you know, I'd be, I'd set a reminder every, every year, send, send someone a text or, you know, an email say, Hey, you bought this last year. Is it time to re-up or is it time, you know, maybe it's a, it's a different piece where it could be more like a subscription, but think about those uh, reminders. Um, honestly, even for services, even for services that works, you ever had salons where it's, where it's like, Oh, laser appointment. I forgot. I forgot you were there. Oh yeah, I need to do my laser appointment, my haircut appointment, um, whatever it might be. It still works with services as well. Um, triggers are huge. Triggers are huge. I see the text um, messaging being used really effectively through the experience for a service, right? So boom, your appointment's exactly. coming up. Boom, how'd it go? Boom, don't forget about next and tomorrow could yep. cancel or go forward those types of things which i tend to like because again like you're saying the email gets to be like a black hole it's like oh yes. gosh you know i missed your email right as opposed to text yes. it's very rare to miss a text exactly people are checking their their texts more often than they are you know their their email Especially if it's an email you're giving out just to to brands versus you know I nowadays people have five six different emails so so it's going to be easier to get lost in that email black mm -hmm. hole as you said versus you know most people just have one phone number maybe two right and they're very protective of it so I wonder if you know getting hit by something might be a little <laughs> intrusive and and uh, and and backfire too. 
Well, um, the nicer thing about the SMS is typically they have the, you know, stop if you don't want to receive yeah. anymore. And I find that, that that works a lot better. That's well, uh, that's handled a lot better than um, a lot of the emails because with um, email oftentimes um, you can, I, I mean, I find this on myself on in my inbox, I'll get stuff from like, I swear I subscribe, I unsubscribe for this. Yeah. I unsubscribed yeah. three times. Why am I still getting it? <laughs> exactly. And funny. at this point, I'm like, I'm about to mark you as spam. Yeah. So how did you get into this business? In marketing, uh, I got into it, it was like 17 years ago. Um, it was actually just by accident. I needed a job and uh, I started out in constant contact. Some, um, someone had referred, I was working in retail. I was working in retail and I, and I, uh, one of my, um, you know, we, I met someone who worked at constant contact and I was like, okay, I want to get a, a job there. Ended up working out, um, after constant contact, I actually worked at the, the Boston globe, boston.com. So I worked on their email marketing as well. And that was a really, really great experience actually, um, working with a lot of, uh, legacy folks from the globe and then. Uh, at a certain point, I did move to New York. I was there for about eight years. When I moved to New York, I, I really switched the, the agency side. So uh, I started working at Epsilon when my clients were Barclay Card, Chase, Children's Place, Altice. Um, so I really, really uh, went from working with like smaller businesses or dedicated to a single brand to being this um, subject matter expert consultant for for these larger brands. And then, um, you know, before I left the corporate wor world, I was working at Merkel, working with L'Oreal. Uh, it was so great. I really love, actually really, that was one of my favorite jobs. Uh, it was a great, it was a sweet discount. I mean, let me say it was a sweet discount on makeup. Um, but, uh, you know, the pandemic hit. And I had already been doing the consulting um, as a side gig for for a couple of years by then. And I thought, you know, this might be a really good opportunity for me to dedicate some, um, you know, 100% of my time to, to this business and really let it uh, grow. And, you know, I went from growing the business from uh, just a couple of clients within just that one year. It was exponential. It was really great. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, um, you know, transition into where I am right now, how I got here. Um, and at some point, I think it was, I think it was actually before uh, I had this idea, I had an idea um, and just came to me when I, it was funny. I, I think I, I read a book by Alexis Ohanian um, years ago where he he said, you know, with the internet, you, you don't have a lot of capital. You can just do capital costs and whatnot. You don't need a, all that to start a business. You can really do almost anything. Um, and it's stuck. And then when I worked at Epsilon, the idea really came to me. I'm like, wait a second. The service that Epsilon's offering to these larger businesses, small businesses need this. And at the, on the other side, it was, I wanted to do something for women. And then it just, the spark came to me. That's pretty cool. 
That's pretty cool. Tell me how important social credit is through the review process. So when people go on Google reviews, how much does that help? Oh, it helps a ton. Yeah, you're gonna that's gonna help your uh, ranking too. That remember the organic search results we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. You, I would say if if you know, especially you know, if you're a business with a like a brick and mortar business, if you actually have a location, I would a hundred percent make sure that's up there. Your you, Google is you you it's a necessity. You need to be able to have that uh, Google business profile. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when you're thinking about what affects your credit score, it's X, Y, Z reviews are up there. Um, definitely, definitely a huge part of the equation. So let's ask you, someone who sits down and works with Clio and they are going over to Google and they're going to say what? That we're really easy to work with. Um, you know, we make the process fun and understandable, especially for smaller businesses when, you know, it comes to working with the larger agencies, we've had feedback that it was a lot easier to work with, with us rather than um, a direct freelancer, because we have this entire process. We, you know, especially what I do and what our cam managers do is there's this translation piece that's often missed from client to you know, a designer or a developer. So that middle person that can take that request and really translate it and then uh, package it up right back, uh, it, it makes the whole um, alignment uh, a lot easier, the, the transition. Um, we do a lot of, um, you know, education. So I think uh, a lot of our clients appreciate that because we, we explain um, the process, not just um, this is how you do it, but this is why you, we do it this way. Cool. I like that. So you ask your clients to kind of step out of their comfort zone, to think creatively, to you know, take a couple of chances here and there. We like to utilize the comfort zone and expand because there's no growth within that zone. But one of the things we like to talk about is karaoke being a way to break <laughs> through that comfort zone. So Lucene, you're up next. What's your go-to karaoke song? So I have a terrible singing voice and what I do is I get creative and I'll, I'll pick a rap song. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Um, I don't know. I kind, of, I kind of like California Love. It's one of my favorites. Nice. Okay. So California Love is going to yeah. be your song. And you know all the words. Yeah, you can I, do it. I, I definitely don't know all the words. I'll have to read along. Yeah. Um, I really like No Diggity, too. Maybe No Diggity. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Most important question of them all, Lucene. Somebody hears this, shares it. It lands in their ears. They're walking their dog or they're out exercising or or they're listening intently how do they get in touch with you they go to cleodigital.com so it's spelled just uh, how it sounds c-l-e-o digital.com and there is a uh, got a quote uh, right there uh, up on the top right you can contact um, you can also email info at cleodigital.com 
we're happy to sit down, you know, free consultation, talk to you about, you know, what's your goals? What are you looking to achieve? Um, that's, again, kind of one of the things that I think separates us from a lot of freelancers or, um, you know, agencies. We want to take a step back and talk to you about what you're trying to achieve to make sure um, what you're expecting is actually what you're going to get. So I, uh, I start with the goals. And then we, we talk about how to achieve that, what different tactics can get you there. I like it. And I like the free consultation because it, uh, you can dig in and figure it out, right? Are we a good fit? Exactly. Exactly. Right? And I'm sure that's true for you too. Or is this client going to be a good fit? Oh, yep. Exactly. Well, Lucene, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with everybody. Um, folks, if you heard this, and you think of somebody, share it with them because maybe Lucene is the perfect person for your friend or share it with everybody and just re-blast it <laughs> out to everybody. Lucene, That's thank right. you so much. We appreciate you very thank much. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. This was really fun. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Securitidal. Securitidal helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Securitidal, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.